Hey everybody, Scott Parman here. Welcome to another episode of Casey Greats. This is our third show so far, so still working out some of the kinks, so appreciate you bearing with me on uh, some of the sounds. I can't thank you enough for the feedback on the first two shows. It's been a much bigger response than I could have expected, and I'm really excited to keep it going for you. Today's guest is a really unique guy from here in Casey named Dre Taylor. Dre is one of those rare individuals who's dedicated all of himself into making this a better city. As you'll hear, Dre has multiple projects here in town that are focused on meeting the needs of the community, ensuring that our future citizens have more opportunities for success than the generations before had. One thing I noticed on this interview is pretty simple. I still have a long way to go as a show host, so I promise to you guys that I'll keep working on it to bring you the best content about great people here in our city. So stick with me for a while. Listen closely to the excellent work that Dre and his friends are doing in our city. Hey folks, welcome to this week's episode of Casey Greats. I'm privileged to be here today with a gentleman named Dre Taylor. And Dre has a couple of different projects going on here in town that I think you will love to hear about. Dre, thanks for joining us, man. Um, how uh, It sounds like you're pretty busy today with one of the th- projects. Um, how's uh, everything going? Everything is going good. I appreciate you having me on. No problem, man. If you don't mind, um, give us uh, a little background. What's your your history with Kansas City? Are you a native? Did you grow up here or what? Yeah, native, born and raised. Uh, uh, grew up in inner city. Moved out to Johnson County, graduated from Olathe East. Uh, so pretty much born and raised. Went to college at Cossville, Johnson County Community College, then ended up at MU. So came back home and uh, been here ever since. Pretty cool. So uh, you you're kind of bringing it back to uh, where it all started. It sounds like. Sure. Excellent. So, you know, right now, day to day, what do you do? You know, do you have a day job, or are you working on your community projects primarily, or what? Yeah, this is my day job, working on a greenhouse and mentoring and uh, other projects along. So uh, it keeps me pretty busy. That's pretty cool man so your whole uh your whole world is wrapped around giving back to the place that you grew up yes sir that's pretty awesome well how uh tell us about your your first big project i i kind of stumbled upon nile valley aquaponics um sometime uh, a couple weeks ago and it's just something that it seems like nobody else is doing how did you come to this project and you know, where'd it come from from you know your world uh, 2011, I went to a workshop uh, put on by a guy named Will Allen. He grows a million pounds of food on less than three acres of land. And so he's wow. one of the magazines, 100 Most Influential People. And so my uncle, grandfather, and I attended that workshop. We built a small little aquaponic system at that workshop. And then we uh, immediately went home and built a similar system uh, in our basement. So we had three individual systems going uh, at once. So uh, I've been doing it ever since 2011. Uh, I have okay. A mentor, I have a mentoring program called Males to Men, so I mentor uh, 40 boys uh, every Monday and Wednesday. 
six to eight, age 17, or age uh, seven to 17. So two years ago, I said I wanted to be self-sufficient. I wanted to teach my boys about entrepreneurship and how to grow food and give back to the community. So I don't see no other better way than through uh, aquaponics uh, and bring people together. So last year, I had the opportunity to go up to Wisconsin to uh, meet with Alan again and uh, visit his 30 greenhouses on his three acres of land and uh, see what he had going and duplicate some of his, uh, his ideas and then try to build upon what I seen that I thought I could prove on. Wow, man, that's uh, that's pretty cool. So I'm guessing you said you know you you were born and raised either downtown and then out in Johnson County in Olathe. So you're probably not originally coming from an agricultural background. Not a you weren't an FFA in high school, I suppose, right? No, I wouldn't grow up on a farm, but I had family that uh, grew up on farms. So I would go to Arkansas and feed the cows, chickens and pigs. Uh, my great grandmother was a sharecropper, so uh, she passed away last year, age ninety-seven. So last year was the first year that she didn't didn't grow anything in almost ninety years because of the drought and water restrictions in California. Wow. And so uh, right then, I seen the need of uh, uh, growing your food locally because most of your food, as far as your fresh produce and vegetables, come from California. And so when people ask what is my background, I say, uh, you no, know, it's kind of envy because when she passed. Uh, one of our friends said that the neighbors caught a former brown because what she didn't eat against the neighbors. So I'm just an extension of what she was doing just on a larger level. That's a pretty cool legacy. So this is not just something that you saw as a project to help uh, a community in our town or in our city, but it's th- this is heritage for you then. Right. Man, that's really cool. So what um, I, I got a chance, to, it wasn't uh, opened up. I got a chance to drive by the aquaponics site at 29th and Wabash. And even just driving by, it's pretty impressive. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, you know, a lot of folks may hear aquaponics and they may think of other things, more hydroponics that they hear about other stuff. But this involves um, the combination of raising you know, having large tanks of water where you raise not only vegetable crops, but then fish underneath in the water, correct? Correct. Okay. And, I mean, uh, you said a million pounds of food in less than three acres is what this guy's taught you guys how to do? Yeah. He's doing a million pounds, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay. What uh, What's the goal for, for your, uh, your farm or your site so far? Uh, I say 100,000 pounds of food. I want to under-promise and over-deliver, so I think i got a capability of almost doing 200,000 pounds of food, so we'll see. 100,000 pounds sound a whole lot better than 200,000, especially when you do 200,000. So. 100,000 pounds of food. Is that every year? Yeah, calendar year, yeah. That's not a very big place, man. That's a lot. Yeah, we try and grow as much food per square foot as anybody in the country because our fish tank is six feet deep and uh, we're vertical, almost nine feet tall, four tiers in our, go- in our, our greenhouse. Oh, so, <laughs> wow. square foot as anybody in the country because we did use a lot of vertical space. That's really cool. Now, the site that you guys are using for, for your greenhouse is that something that was um, donated or purchased, or was that just a vacant lot with the city, or what? Yeah, it was donated and purchased the land bank. We had 
parts of it donated and other parts purchased from land bank. Okay. So, and the location of it is really, uh, it seems really important. I mean, because I've seen different things in the media in the past year about Kansas City kind of has a problem with what what you call a, a food desert, right? Right. I mean, how far would somebody have to go to get fresh produce from that area before this? Uh, I mean, with, with a lot of residents on a bus line, it's, uh, it's uh, probably a mile and a half, two-mile stretch to get fresh produce. And so uh, if you're a family of, of maybe four and you have kids, single mother, it's kind of hard to, you know, walk those blocks and carry your groceries at the same time. So you see a lot of people walking in. Family Dollar getting their groceries, so yeah, uh, no kidding. Fresh produce at Family Dollar. Wow, and it's—I can't imagine it's much easier. Nor is it very timely to do that on a bus line either, is it? No, no, it is. Oh, man. Right. Wow. So. I'm assuming that when you're down and working on stuff, it's uh, it's probably not just you. It's probably something that you're involving folks in the community as well, right? Oh, yeah. We got uh, all kinds of people involved. We got kids that that's from a daycare on that block to come out and help. Uh, a lot of work, volunteer. Uh, we have residents who live on a block that volunteer on a daily basis. On Saturday, we have almost 20, 30 volunteers come out. Okay, that's cool, man. Um, and I, I talked to somebody, and I think you know um, Matthew Marcus maybe a little bit from Startup Village, and Matthew kind of opened my eyes to something, uh, a local organization called Our United City, that their focus is working on kind of inclusivity with uh, entrepreneurship and things like that. So it makes me wonder a little bit, uh, you know, let's be honest. I'm the, I'm the typical suburban guy around here in Kansas city, right? Middle-class white male. Um, how many people like me are getting involved and in, in coming down to help are, is, is anybody making the effort to, to reach out and, and yeah, be part of the community? Be surprised. It's here from all parts of life to come. I think it's a cool thing that we're doing. So, got people coming from uh, driving down from uh, Lawrence all the time. We got groups of maybe eight people that would come down from Lawrence and meet all kind of races. So, uh, I think we actually the farthest person that came there from India as volunteer. <laughs> not not oh. India, uh, Australia. I mean, Australia. That's it. It's still pretty far. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we got people from all over the metro. We got people that come. From different cities that, that heard about the project and they just uh, you know, just want to help out and volunteer and see what we're doing. So, man, that's really encouraging because I mean that's you know with a lot of the things that are going on right now, the more things we can do to to be a community and not just small pockets, but throughout our city, that's pretty cool. Right. Well, how can uh, so if somebody's listening to this and they want to get involved with with helping out or you know, finding a, a need to be met for your project. What can they do, man? How can how can we help make things uh, move better? 
volunteers is every Saturday from uh, 10 to 3. If you want to volunteer, uh, we're still seeking donations. So you can find us on at, at Now Valley Aquaponics on GoFundMe. Uh, okay. So uh, go to our page on Facebook, Now Valley Aquaponics, and find a donation there as well. So it's all kinds of different ways you can go volunteer or donate or just spread the word what we're doing. All right. Cool. So there's a, a and there's a Nile Valley Aquaponics Facebook page, right? Right. And then uh, is there a dedicated website, or is that kind of your primary uh, fo- primary point of contact? Nile Valley Aquaponics uh, yeah. dot com. Okay. Outstanding. And you'd mentioned that you had a second project, a mentoring project as well. Yeah. I got about 40 boys I mentor uh, at the Mario Kelly Center every Monday and Wednesday, and I also work at City Market uh, on Saturday and Sunday uh, doing tomato taxis. So if you see some guys with wagons at the City Market, my guys down there working on tips. <laughs> hey, when do you uh, when do you sleep, Dre? <laughs> uh, I try to get a nap in every now and again. So. <laughs> I mean. This is a lot of stuff. So, and males to men is the the mentoring project, right? And sure. is this um, is kind of the same neighborhood, the same community area as Nile yeah. Valley's in? I got kids. You no, know, it's in a different neighborhood, but I have kids from all over, from Johnson County to Lee Summers to uh, Inner City. I mean, they come from all over. So it's not just focused on an inner city grouping or location. It's for anybody that sees the value and, and can need it, it sounds like. Right. Okay. That's pretty cool. What kind of uh, – you? I think you'd said before you, you talk about entrepreneurship, stuff like that. Do you bring you know, guests in to help certain subjects, or do you have a curriculum, or how does that work? Yeah, we bring in guests, but we have partnership with Lincoln University, so – uh, they came out a couple of times. Uh, I worked with us. We had a partnership with Pinnacle Career Institute. We've been out to the school and learned about ACDC power, heating and cooling, uh, wind, wind turbine uh, technology, uh, all kind of things. We try to partner with different groups. We have a partnership with Black Pilot Association. So we sent some boys to fly in Oshkosh, Wisconsin last year. We flew in some private planes owned by those black pilots as well. So uh, we try to expose our boys as much as possible. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much the program. Uh, I think you're, uh, I think you're giving yourself too little credit. That's huge, man. Uh, even in any community, I don't know. I was one of those kids that couldn't figure out what he wanted to do, so I just took the path of go to college and try to figure it out there. And it took me a lot of years to just figure out exposing him at that age to so many different tracks, like you said, from piloting to you know hvac to electricity that could help somebody figure out a, a great direction a lot sooner than a lot of us did so yeah. that sounds really neat how uh how long has that been going on have you been running this program three years okay so if you had some of the older kids you're probably starting to see some of them move on and maybe even embrace those careers or, the, or go yeah. to school for them uh oh boy just went off to the navy uh, this year pretty cool and has he picked a uh, career track in the navy or is he still going through training he's going through training but i think i forgot what he said he wanted to be uh 
I, I don't remember, but it, he, already, he already picked a career track. Cool. Well, I sure appreciate hearing about your projects, man. It sounds like you're uh, <laughs> you're obviously a humble guy that's probably doing a lot more than I can that I can even you know highlight. But as far as you know, Kansas City, it's a place that you know obviously you've been here your your whole life or most of your life and. Uh, you love it to give back this much, and what uh, what are some things you think are are unique about Kansas City that that make it possible to you to to do these programs? You know, to make an impact. Is it the people? Is it just? Is there a resource that's extra special or what? Uh, I just think you know everybody have a part to play. You know, and I'm just playing my part, so I don't think it's anything special. It just uh, uh, work needs to be done. So. Uh, if work needs to be done, why not do it? So, <laughs> that's a pretty special attitude, man. That's pretty cool. Well, what? Um, on another uh, side note, I like to find out some stuff that other people like. What uh, around Kansas City? What would you uh, classify as some of your uh, hidden gems here in town that people should know more about? Either you know, be it a restaurant or a program or a theater or just anything. Uh, hmm. I don't really know. Uh, I don't really get out too much. I'm usually working. <laughs> I'm, hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping this will be it at the greenhouse. <laughs> we're trying to be the next next thing where you know people will learn and come here. So we're pretty much focused on here, and hopefully we can expand to doing even bigger and better. So if this one, and it sounds like it's going great already. Um, but in a year or so, and this is producing your hundred to two hundred thousand pounds of food, are there more sites planned, or is this one got enough room for you to build another greenhouse, or what? Yeah, we'll eventually get to it. Uh, uh, that's down the road, so we're gonna focus on this one, and then we'll move on to the next one. Cool, man. Well, that is, uh, I'm. I'm going to have to mark a Saturday to get down and see it and help out, uh, you know, when I'm not working, but I really appreciate you sharing kind of what you're doing, man. And, um, I think, uh, I think we all should take a chance to get down and at least see you're at 29th and Wabash, right? Just off of 71. Off 71 highway. All right. Pretty easy to find then pretty much a stone's throw from downtown or 18th and vine area, all that. So, well, Dre, um, sure appreciate you taking the time again, and you are, you're somebody that is very humble about making a very big impact in our city, so thank you for doing it, and uh, hopefully we can tell some more folks about it and help you make some impact, man. That'll work. I sure appreciate you having me. Hey, thanks again, man. Have a great day. You do the same. Okay, folks, I hope you enjoyed learning about Dre and his work here in Kansas City. Tell you what, why don't you take a trip down to 29th and Wabash to see Nile Valley Aquaponics on a Saturday. Check it out. See how you can help. See what you can learn from them. Also, don't forget to check out their websites, both for Nile Valley Aquaponics 
or Males to Men. You can find those in the show notes at our website, kcgreats.com. And you'll also find the GoFundMe page that Dre told us about. Remember, these types of projects aren't just good for an urban core, but they're good for the environment as well. The efficiency of the aquaponics model for the use of space and the water conservation is really pretty amazing when you learn a little more about it. If you're enjoying the shows, please uh, help me out a little bit. Uh, You can help in two big ways. First off, if you know someone who has the type of story that you think Kansas City should hear, send me an email about them at scott at caseygreats.com. And second, if you happen to get the show from iTunes, take the time to leave a rating and review. That'll really help out a lot because it'll help more people find it. So thanks for joining me yet again. And I look forward to bringing you another Casey Great next time.